your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Welcome back to Nerds from the Crypt podcast where we review your favorite and sometimes not so favorite horror movies. We also invite indie creators to come on and talk about their ongoing and upcoming Kickstarter campaigns. And we're going to be talking with Lyndon White in back-to-back episodes. First, we're going to be talking about his Kickstarter campaign that's going to be starting in the next couple of days. And um, yeah, we'll just jump into that real quick. With us is Lyndon. How are you doing today, Lyndon? Hey, I'm doing good, thanks. Really good. Good to have you back again. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm that at this point. I'm that one bad thing you can't get rid of. Like I just keep coming back. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no. We we enjoy when you come on. Uh, yeah, it's always a it's always a fun time talking to you about, especially seeing the new project you have on with um, along with you. So yeah, that's it's, that's always um, cool. It's good. It's good to be busy as well at the moment. So yeah. <laughs> so. What have you been up to since um, what? We, what did we do last? We did the the review of Misery and the Kickstarter campaign for Re, uh, Reanimator Incorporated. That's the one, yeah, um, yeah, which which did really well. Me and Andy were really happy with it. Um, we got uh, we we thought we'd it'd do all right and hit its target, but it hit its target on under in like three hours something Whoa. stupid oh well <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we were like andy was andy was like having a bit of a nervous breakdown and needed to go lie down because he was just like he couldn't comprehend it and i was a bit like you know when you're just refreshing like this this can't be right um but yeah like i think yeah i feel like i say this nearly every time we do a kickstart you know you kind of like it floors you when like you really hope you hit your target and you know there's a whole lot of like a bit of anxiety and stress and so much work up to the build-up and then to realize you've hit your target in such a short amount of time it just doesn't seem right um <laughs> yeah but yeah it did really well um that book has been printed it's been shipped it's arrived at most places i think it's still it's still filtering out to places in the states um but most obviously overseas and uk shipping is done um so we're just we're, it's now great because people are now getting the book and seeing it and reading it and letting us know what they think um and it's, it's all been really positive like um a lot of people are like ready for book two which we need to <laughs> well i need to start drawing at some when andy's finished with the script um but yeah it's all good like i can't remember when we chatted i, I feel like it was on wasn't too long ago it yeah no, it, it wasn't too go. long ago but i yeah, think well. was it were they the last episode that we recorded before i got sick it probably was. So, I mean, it, this this year has been such a weird time suck of a year where the, we just lose months, days, hours, weeks. Uh, so um, it was probably, I want to say, seven months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, I, it feels like it feels like it wasn't so long ago. But then again, at the same yesterday. time, it feels like it was like a, three years ago or something. <laughs> I. I do feel like it was literally just yesterday, though, because like I'm like I'm recalling just watching that movie and going, "Oh man, yeah, <laughs> James Caan." <laughs> yeah, it's it's so, all a blur at this point, but yeah, it was great yeah. doing misery and chatting about that project and yeah. yeah. So, what else have you been up to? Um, drawing as always. Um, 
So, busy, busy man. Busy, yeah. So um, the project I'm here to talk about, Frankenstein, which I'll get onto in a second. Like, um, I actually drew that back in January um, and finished it and got got, got it all built and ready to go. And um, literally, lockdown happened at about two weeks before I was about to hit launch on Kickstarter. I was about to uh, do all the press and stuff and, um, you know, COVID and everything was starting to happen. So I, I shelved the project. Um, and then now that things have, I say things have settled, but things seem to be spiking again. But now that I can actually make sure my printer can, you know, actually do the printing of the book and all that kind of stuff and make sure we can get it shipped. Now I'm, I've decided that, okay, before the year's out and, you know, it's October, let's hit go and let's, let's, you know, take it. So, um, yeah, so I, there's that. And what I've actually been working on is books for next year, which is another story in itself. Um, I'm working on my, my graphic novel now for, well, basically until February, until I finish it now, which is, mm-hmm. is great because um, I just get to sit and work on my own, gra- well, draw my own story for now a couple of months, which is, is fun. Nice. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the, the thing that no one is seeing at the moment is a graphic novel, but the thing that's public is Frankenstein, which is the kickstarter um so yeah um frankenstein is um it's an adaptation based on mary shelley's work uh it's another concertina book which is these fold out art books that tell the story through a series of illustrations so like a companion piece to these classic stories um so this will be my fourth year on kickstarter doing these books so i've done one a year well i did two the first year and then one a year uh, each tackling a different classic story um so the first one was Dracula, then Dante's Inferno, Call of Cthulhu. Last year was War of the Worlds, and this year's Frankenstein. Yeah, it, they always look awesome. The like I've said every single time that I really enjoy your your art style, and just seeing the way the the story can unfold without actually having to see the, I guess the words, and you can still follow the story even though there is no nothing to read you know yeah yeah i mean they're meant to be like almost like little time capsules of the key points of the story because cause they're only small books you you know you can't fit everything in there like and with frankenstein depending on how familiar you are with it there's a lot of um there's a big chunk of the book where frankenstein's monster has been created frank the monster escapes the lab and then he essentially watches a family and learns how to be a human through watching them on this farm and when you're reading it it's quite jarring because it suddenly switches and it hangs there for a couple of chapters uh, which is frankenstein sat around for a couple of pages is not very interesting so i've had to <laughs> cut a good chunk of that section i've i've kind of um decided to focus on more of the the back and forth between victor frankenstein and his monster um so the duality and the um the rivalry between the two so yeah because of the limited page count that's what i focus on the monster frankenstein the tragedy rather than the sit around on a farm and watch family <laughs> <laughs> which everyone forgets about everyone forgets about it until we start reading the book again and go, oh yeah he literally is watching a blind man for a couple of chapters there was a hallmark movie like um i want to say like about ooh, like 12 years ago 14, or maybe four, even up to 14 years ago and it was a frankenstein movie and i actually enjoyed it it was a two it's a two-part movie but I understand that a lot of people do not take that into high regard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did take into consideration all that extra time that was lying around or whatever. 
I I watched um with lockdown the, the National Theatre over here has been putting on like you can watch certain shows on YouTube free. It's been it's been like a different show every week or two. And they did have Frankenstein, uh, which was really cool. They had um Medic come back in as um Ooh. the mon it basically him and the other lead actor switched every night between playing either the monster or uh Doctor Frankenstein. So it's really cool. Like you could you could essentially watch it twice um with different leads. Um but that was a really cool way of doing it. They they captured pretty much everything that was in the book, but nothing lingered for too long because obviously again like it's really hard to capture that learning how to be a human and learning how to like um i think one of the best things it did is um the the play started with the monster coming out of like it almost like a birthing chamber mm-hmm. and it was essentially on paper it's bandit cumberbatch is playing the monster throws himself around on stage for 10 minutes while he learns to activate his limbs and his joints and all that kind of thing, which sounds bizarre, but if you actually watch it, it's actually really cool how he's essentially learning how to walk in such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of good takes on Frankenstein. I feel like uh, most people will just be familiar with the you know the pop culture um I forgot Universal. which version of it is now. You know, if you type in Frankenstein, it's it's a square head. The mm-hmm. and um, the bolts and bolts for ears is usually the, the one people remember. That one or the um, what's his name uh, from the cereal box, right? <laughs> 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 uh, what's his? Oh my god, I can't forget the actor's name. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're saying a couple of bad ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not necessarily Frankenstein movie, but I, I know it's not. I know not a lot of people like it, but I have. In my mind, I have a lot of love for that um, Van Helsing movie. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you know, Frankenstein's in that. He's not the you know Dracula's the main baddie, but like I, I have some, I have a lot of love for that film and that take on it. But I know that um, some people like see it as sacrilege. <laughs> I like it for being how you say it, campy and just. I like it for being bad. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's a good popcorn movie. You could throw that bad yeah, boy yeah. in and, and De Niro. watch it. Yeah. Oh, Nero? De Niro was Frankenstein Monster. Really? Oh, yeah. I have to go watch this. <laughs> it 19... was when? 1990 something. Let me look for it up. I I am now I'm I uh, I'm ashamed of myself because I I was a I was pretty young when those came out so like I, it was one of those films that this film has vampires and werewolves and Frank like I was in like you know I I know it's like a very superhero-y <laughs> I think I even mm-hmm. had the game I was like I was all in on it um but like I I think what was it, it was that and Monster Squad was like oh, yeah, my Monster Squad. yeah yeah my, yeah, but like my things of oh, that's what Frankenstein is, and then later you know you watch the black and white movies and all that kind of stuff, and you realize the other takes. But it's amazing how many of these films he pops up in. Um, yeah, it, it's very similar to like Dracula in that sense, like very heavily involved in pop culture horror. And mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a monster mash movie, then he's probably going to be there. So. Robert Nero was the monster in 1994's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Huh. <laughs> A lot of people don't want to remember that one. <laughs> now, blow it from. 
Yeah, uh, blurred. <laughs> Lena Bonham Carter comes out, and I think she's the love interest. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry, I, I yeah, Getting I couldn't remember the it. name, and then I, I wasn't gonna get stuck if I didn't if I didn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah it was. List. Yeah, it was <laughs> um, a bit tricky doing this, Constantine, because like um, there's so much. If you type in Frankenstein on Google, you'll you'll see exactly how Frankenstein is meant to be. And like, even mm-hmm. if you look at people's illustrations or um, you know posters that people have made, it generally comes back to the the pop culture version of Frankenstein, which is um, again with all these Constantine books, I try to do my own take on it, including like with the character designs by looking at the original text. So um, I think the first two illustrations I did were of the cover, and then um, trying to look at this like hulking version of Frankenstein with like one arm bigger than the other, a bit mutated and disformed and, you know, actually try and really push, push that scary aspect of him looking more like a monster rather than just a, you know, a green or yellow skinned big human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other one was, um, was an illustration based on the laboratory, um, which is, oh, like uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I think it's probably my favorite out of the set which is Victor's looking at a tank and this uh, green and yellow. Um, well, it's, it's almost like his monsters haven't isn't fully formed yet, so you can see body parts in tanks in the background, and then uh, there's this uh, liquid monster screaming at him inside the tank. I, I love the idea that Frankenstein has a bit of an evolution to him, like with, well, his monster, sorry. Um, that he, it, throughout the book, he isn't he isn't the same at the start that he is in the second half of the book when he's fully formed, which is why I liked the idea of like showing bits of him, or in this case, like he's still in tanks, he's still not fully created yet. Because um, yeah, I mean, you generally just see the finished thing, whereas I do like this aspect of Victor's having to build him from all these different body parts. Yeah, the, gr- the happy grotesque stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm looking. I'm looking at it as as we're speaking here. Yeah. Yeah. So as a set, like it, it starts with. Um, I don't. It depends when you like. There's a there's a line in it. Uh, really early in the book where it's stuck talking about Victor's motivations for doing what he's doing and trying to beat life. Um, and it's all it all stems from like this fascination he has from what with the uh, philosopher's stone. There's like one throwaway line in there. And the fact that he he can't get over the death of his mother, so mm-hmm. the first illustration is his mother when she's old, like turning to um, with like a skeleton hand and the stone. So that's like his imagination part of it, and then leading into the laboratory and um, his monster escaping the lab. Um, then we've got uh, Elizabeth dying, so Frankenstein's monster actually kills some of his Victor's family members. The cover, and then moving on to like the the big dramatic scenes, which is the mountain pass with the two confronting um the burning of his bride uh which again because i've throughout the book i've got this idea of frankenstein's monsters don't just come fully formed these grotesque beings with like in tanks with body parts and different mm-hmm. things i've got this um burning bride was really fun because i've just had this massive eye looking at victor as everything's on fire <laughs> and he's running away you know really dramatic um and then leading all the way to the end which is victor in the snow on his last limbs with um his monster surrounding him and then Frankenstein's monster which I've changed ever so slightly um, in the original book Victor dies at the end while they're trying to basically fight it out um, 
he basically dies in the cold. I love the idea that Victor dies in the cold while Frankenstein's monster would die in the fire. So again, really trying to push the you know dramatic aspect of it and this back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I think out of all the all the Constantine books I've done, this is probably the one which has the most imagery which focuses on the single characters like single character illustrations with because it is centered around the two of them like yeah, like the war of worlds i've had to you have to draw um the you know the the tripods of the martians and different locations and stuff whereas this one i could focus on the two of them a lot more um which was good it i think it's out of all of them it's definitely got its own take on it all mm-hmm. um yeah i feel i feel like it, if this would have been i'm i'm glad that this is like the fifth one I've done, I think if I'd done this straight after Dracula, it would have um, the two would have been too similar in terms of how I approach them. Yeah, I, I, um, it's one of those things like I was getting so many recommendations when I started doing these Constantina books that Frankenstein's been one of the most requested, but I was also a bit worried of like doing another classic gothic horror straight off the mm-hmm. gate of doing Dracula. I love the way these things look, and to me, it, it has its own distinct. Um, for lack of better words, flavor. <laughs> yeah, um, they 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 are packed. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure anybody who backed the Dracula one, who um will will, will definitely want to back this one because it's part of the what the what you said the classical Universal monster. Someone you know it's part of that group that once you collect one, you need to collect them all. <laughs> the oh, yeah, that's 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 how I get you. I, it's nuts that these it's like the fifth one at this point because. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, granted, Comic Cons aren't on at the moment, but when I'm on the convention circuit here in the UK now, um, some people know me as the Constantina book guy, not the comics guy. And like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like it depends like which aspect of my work you like. If you if you're not into if you're not into comics and graphic novels, this is like something you know you can get some artwork and actually have a different kind of book on your bookshelf. Um, but yeah, this still seem from what I can tell. I mean people still want them and they're still enjoying these classic tales um i really i was really trying to find going back i really want to go back to like gothic horror again for um this year's one but i was also looking at like ghost stories and all that kind of thing as well just try and mix it up a bit um i think that's another one on my bucket list to try and do like a really classic ghost story which i yeah there's so many there's so many to do What's it called? What is the goal for the for the campaign? Um, it is one thousand five hundred pounds, so that's probably one thousand eight hundred dollars ish, about that. Um, mm-hmm. so the the book's finished, the artwork's finished, it's all ready to print. So that covers um, printing, um, printing the book, getting it shipped, any Kickstarter extras, and a bit just to cover any side. You know, there's always something that pops up that covers it all um so yeah this will essentially cover the cost of the project and um pay for the print run which is a thousand books which are all signed and numbered so when they're when they're gone they're gone but it won't be reprinted they're all but these books are meant to be a bit special they're meant to have that limited book run feel um which yeah and if you've missed out on the other kickstart the previous kickstarters and other constantina books as bundles they can get them together which this might be one of the last years where I can do all of them together because like, I'm I'm running out of some of them now, which is is bonkers. But um, <laughs> yeah, like Dracula and Cthulhu are starting to look quite barren 
uh, of what's left. But that's good. It shows that enough people have wanted them, uh, which means I can keep making them. I think the only one I don't have is Dracula. Uh, I haven't got Dracula. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, um, if you um, if you give me your postal address, I'll uh, I'll ship one out to you so you can have one before oh, nice. we go. Uh, yeah. The the when I got the Cthulhu one, um, I added the the Dante Dante's Inferno uh, one. Nice. I think you had I think you had a, a tier where it had both of them. I couldn't do the other one. We had all three. I think it was. I forgot how it. I forgot how it worked out. But yeah, I have the other ones. <laughs> cool. Right. Well. Get, Give me your personal address after this, and I'll I'll chip it out so you've you've got it. Awesome, I, awesome. I can imagine, you know, it'll it'll be one of those things that if you can't have the set, it will like grind on you eventually. Um, I am like that. I am I'm real. It's <laughs> called OCD. Even like with TV, uh, if, if I can't watch a show from the beginning, I won't watch it. <laughs> I can't jump in from like the midpoint. Is that why you can't watch Big Brother with me? Exactly. <laughs> Even though from season to season doesn't matter. <laughs> I think there's more than one reason why I won't watch Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wait a minute. That's funny. So, <laughs> you you kind of touched in what people can get for as rewards, but is there anything else that you want to break down as far as the tiers uh, go? For yeah, the, for the... so if you... If you just want the book as it is, you know, there's. I try to keep these relatively simple, so it's we don't try and do too much. But um, you can get copies of the book. Uh, you can get bundles where you can get uh, two copies together, so that you can, because these books fold out, you can display them on, on your wall as pieces of artwork. So if you get two copies, you can display both sides. Um, there's bundles with uh, Frankenstein and all the other Constantina books that I've done in the past together, so you can get them as one big set. Um, there's commissions, um, art prints, um, and I've and I'm offering uh, some giant A2 oversized art prints of the cover and the laboratory. So these are limited uh, A2 massive posters that I'll be doing as well, um, which will look really cool on your wall if you've got the space for it. Yeah. These two, I, I, I've seen, I'm not sure if you sent me on this one, but the when you mock them up and put them in, in like a, in a uh, shadow box. Yeah. And, and those always look awesome. Yeah, like it's one of those things because when again, uh, it depends where you are in the world and your size dimensions. That some people got, can't quite picture it, so it just helps to mock it up. Um, so like the the A two prints, um, because again, when I normally do comic cons, like all my art prints are A two, uh, because like when when you actually look at the artwork and see all the ink and textures and all the little details are put, and you can't always see them when they're smaller, so. When I can, I do try and do art prints at that size because you can actually see everything. Um, and, you know, they, not, not to toot my own home, they, they do look good when they're framed and on your wall, like actually as like a, a piece of artwork in your house. Um, no, yeah, that's, I think the first time that we had you pitch. on. <laughs> I think the first time we had you on, we we um, we said that it's like something you just put up on your on your wall and, and there you go. It's a piece of art for any horror lover. Yeah, no, this would definitely be a set that you'd want. Like, obviously, if if you had been collecting these and you had the the Dracula one and any of the, I mean, just any of these, and this is just an obvious choice. You have to get it to to complete the set. These are I'm I'm, (laughs) I got quiet. I put myself on mute because I was like making all these cooing noises over here, and I thought I was pretty audible. So hopefully, Saul doesn't have to go back and clean them up. But every one of those, (laughs) yeah. 
images is just fantastic. So yeah, you just start to look at the detail and stuff like that on them. And if you had enough space on all your walls to, to just dedicate to all these books, holy crap, you'd be full up on art. Yeah, I, there's, there's been a couple of times where past um, backers have sent me photos of like, oh, the stuff's arrived and they've, they've literally got all the Constantina books on one wall in the house, which is really cool. Nice. It's also like, thank you for letting me take up a wall in your house. But like, it is nice when we're all together and you can actually see everything. Because um, I think also there's usually with artists and like working on books, you very rarely get to adapt so many classic stories the fact that you actually get to do more illustrations not just like a, a one-off of dracula you can actually spend nine illustrations on them and you know same with frankenstein like unless um unless you're doing a full illustrated art book or um, just an illustrated version of a novel you don't really get to do that or uh, particularly you don't get to do it and have your illustrations actually have as something on your wall as well now is there any scene in the book that you wanted to do, but you had to cut because, you know, the space. Ooh. Oh, oh, there was, yeah, there was one that I wanted to do. And I think it's partly because I've been doing reanimator and it's been in my mind's eye for it. Um, for anyone who's not sure, uh, Frankenstein directly influenced reanimator. Uh, even Lovecraft said it. And because I've done the reanimator incorporated book, it's a, it's a scene I've been thinking about and it's, um, Victor, he has a relationship with some body snatchers um, who are any like taking uh, body parts from graves and all that kind of stuff because obviously they, they have to come from somewhere. And so I, I wanted to get a crypt in. I was like, I was dying to do like a really intense like graveyard scene and you know with body snatchers and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, it's one of the things I just had to like kill my darling uh, because it, it just I, I needed the space like in particularly like um if if you look at the whole book as a set um the the starting point is the death of his mother the midpoint is frankenstein's monster is fully formed and it's the cover which is you actually see the monster like full body shot with all the details and scaredness and, and the ending is the death of the two characters so there isn't much wiggle room and i knew that in the first half of the book you know, the, the scenes I've gone for is uh, death of the mother, the laboratory, um, the monster escapes the lab, and then the death of Elizabeth. That's that's kind of like, that. I only had one illustration that could symbolise that Frankenstein's monster was hunting down Victor's family members and killing them, which mm. I haven't gone for a grotesque version. I've kind of just gone for the, the claws and the uh, Elizabeth looking scared, so it's not too um, intense, um, but it summarises it enough. Um and yeah, because then in the second half of the book, it's all the back and forth. So, you know, the mountain pass, the burning of the bride, and then the death of the two characters. Like, that's that's a page count gone already. Like, it's why I had to um, also ask for farm scene, which I know I've mentioned mm-hmm. is kind of some of the boring side of it. It, it. But it is a really important part of the book, but it's just I couldn't fit it in. Um, particularly, like, if I just had one of it, it, it wouldn't have really communicated it well enough i don't think there's things you could do doing a single illustration about something you would like to fresh out like if it's a comic you'd have a good couple of pages to show this passage of time and this growth um yeah uh, i've just gone for the, the flashy scenes <laughs> that, you know most people sense. don't realize that the bride of frankenstein is right in the begin in the first uh, story it's not part of something like yeah. you know universal movie monsters it's like the second or third movie yeah, yeah it's i think yeah that was tricky because like when when i started that um, I, I was quite glad that 
the page that I dedicated to that, which is the lab being destroyed. Um, I knew I was going to show her in the tank somehow, but I didn't know I, in terms of design. Like again, it's in my mind's eye. There's a Bride of Frankenstein. It's like image is like locked into your head with like the lightning bolt silver mm-hmm. in the hair and all that kind of stuff. Um, and which is why I've I've decided to make um, the tanks more prominent of like this this uh, liquid form and the eye in there, so it's not too um, too intense. Because especially because his bride would only be in one page of a book. If I went too far with it, you'd be like, "Who's that?" And it's hard to communicate if you've just got one. Um, which is why the monster works because the monster is obviously showing up in a lot of pages. Um, I think if he if you only had Frankenstein's monster on one page, you'd just be like, "Is that meant to be a monster?" I'm not too sure. Kind of, yeah. Um, you know, it's got all the things like the, the large size and um, you know the nuts and bolts and the disfigurement of the body parts building up. But I think you have to, you don't want to pander to people's expectations of what the character is, but you want to make sure that you've at least got the the key touchstones for it. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's particularly, like, I I I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Droid Victor as well. Because um, I've drawn him with this staff as well, and he's he's got he's a bit steampunky, but I think he looks cooler than probably most Doctor Frankenstein's. But um, yeah, it's good. I could definitely see this one. Def- out of all of them I've done, I think this one definitely has legs. But if um, I ever got to expand it and do some comic pages based around it, it's very like it could be very easily come together. I think um, Frankenstein Inc. <laughs> yeah, Frank Sanic, yeah, just one one more book to the shame pile to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have any other oh, questions? And, yeah. Andy will kill me if I do another book. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> any other question, Greg? No, I did I I'm just enjoying I'm, I'm as as he's talking about or anything, I'm just kinda like looking at the images and stuff and just enjoying the, the banter. So it's like, oh yeah. I can imagine and of if course, you if you oh uh, <laughs> go ahead, say, go ahead. I say no, but then I'm like, but I could imagine if you did have the uh, Frankenstein's monster hanging out at the farm just for that one page, just for that one image, it would it would come across like a, a wish you were here postcard. You could just <laughs> wish you were here, <laughs> the Frankenstein's monster. And uh, he's just kind of just sad looking at a kitten. Sad monster. <laughs> <laughs> sad monster. Uh, you could almost like do that, and then if you flip it the other side of the card, it's like a sad hawk version of Frankenstein's ah. monster walking away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'll tell you what. We'll see. You know, the, the stretch goals, Kickstarter stretch goals. We could always work that in there somehow. It can be a bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. A decorative plate. De- decorative. Yeah, make a decorative plate. I'll put it on my wall. Uh. Sad, sad monster. Just wish you were here. We could be friends. We could be friends. He's always needing friends. So do you have any ideas for the next one? No, not yet. I mean, um, in term, I, I, it's usually this time of year that I start thinking about which one I might do next year. Um, but because of COVID and book scheduling and having to delay this one like it's it's gonna mess up my timeline a little bit um mm-hmm. so so the rest of the year i'm working on my graphing hall which is candles which is the fancy horror one so that's what that's what's getting finished um as soon as that's finished and locked which will take me to about february and then I, i'm pretty much sure that um andy who's the writer on reanimator is gonna 
be screaming at me to start drawing book two of Reanimator. Um, it, it, I say that in a joking way. Like, um, I'm. I think the plan is finish candles, go straight onto Reanimator. When that is done, I can see. I can see if I can make another Constantina, which probably will lead us back to October. So usually these books launch in March, but because of timeline, it might switch to October now, um, which is great for all the you know Halloweeny spooky promotion. Um, yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to overcommit because it's sort of. I'd love to keep up this momentum of doing one a year, and then so far it's always been manageable, and I've always had time. But I very much have to with books being delayed and things like that you at the moment i've just got to be very careful of what i say yes this is definitely happening to yet because it could always be pushed back another couple of months um but yeah that's the timeline for it i think like, like i said I, I would like to do a, a ghost story i think i just don't know what uh, it's finding out what's out a copyright as well ghost story as in in constantina or or um as a graphic novel constantina i think I've okay. I've got an idea for a, a again another another graphic novel, but, um, which is a bit ghosty. <laughs> but um, I, I yeah again like it's just it's one of those things on the shame pile of like maybe one day. So like I that's the beauty of the Constantine is because they are smaller books you can tackle different stuff faster and yeah. I do your take on it. Um, but yeah we'll see. I mean you know I, I might be. I might want something different by the time I've finished Candles and uh, Reanimator. I might, I, it's hard to sometimes tell what you'll be in the mood for drawing. Um, I think someone someone recommended. Um, oh, what is the book that the the thing is based off? Ah, here we go. It's um, John W. Campbell Jr. The novella Who Goes There is what it's based on. Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that might be a cool one to do, but. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, the thing is, I'm, like, someone will. I'm always happy for like recommendations of what to do for these books, and someone will usually recommend things, and I go, ah, that's a good idea. Um, which is one reason why I did Lovecraft. It's another reason why I did War of the Worlds. It's sort of like things mm-hmm. that were kind of on my radar anyway. But when people mm-hmm. people start asking for it as well, that's like a good sign that, okay, yeah, people do want to see my take on the, this one. Um, yeah. If you did that, if you did the thing, that would be pretty awesome. I'd be, I'd be super excited to see your take on that. I'd also be excited to see your take on the Invisible Man. Just oh, that'd be nothing hard. but nothing but panels. <laughs> of nothing the but Invisible Man. <laughs> How are you gonna do it, Lyndon? I don't even know. <laughs> you'd have to do. I can tell you how you do it. You'd do it. There'd be a lot of rain. Be a lot of rain, a lot of snow, so you can see it bumping off, and like you'd have to do stuff like uh, chain link fences. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I hate you. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm looking. I, I can see how you do the comical version. The comical version is you do the scene and you tell the story as it is. It's uh-huh. really serious. Yeah. But in each page, you just have him with a different pair of slippers and dressing gown on. Okay. Like just just switch it so like you know I mean it wouldn't work for my art style but like one no. <laughs> one page you give him fluffy bunny slippers and another you give him like a a nice nice velvety dressing gown so he can see part yeah. of the body. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it'd probably break me that one. I, I can see. <laughs> it's a challenge. Part of me wants to go. Yeah, part of me wants to go. Oh, screw it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it just to prove you wrong, and then I'm also I'm like, <laughs> no, no. And the last thing's gonna be screw you, Greg. The last yeah. time he ever comes on the podcast, is he, you just you you ask if he's got a new project he wants to talk about. The response is no. I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. 
broken. No. Okay, yeah. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So if you did a ghost story, would the ghost be visible or not visible? Hmm? <laughs> Same problem. No, no, you, can, you, can, you can do some ghosty stuff. You can make them smoky. There you go. Smoky? Like, uh, like Casper. Yeah. yeah, yeah mm, not... <laughs> you're gonna ruin it for me now you can't you can do stuff with ghosts okay i i feel like you've got you've got more creative wiggle room for drawing stuff if you do ghosts because you don't they don't have to be see-through all the time you can you know Mm -hmm. so you can actually see them a bit um but yeah that's true screw the invisible man (laughs) (laughs) damn you greg sorry (laughs) i couldn't help myself if I start getting messages about someone people request for next year, I'm blaming you. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I put that on the, the boards out there, wherever those boards yeah. are. Tell Lyndon you want to see the Invisible Man. Well, I'll make sure to to update the uh, what's it called the links here on the episodes because I think we're going to be going live the same day. This episode will go live the same day that you go live with the with Kickstarter. So um, that should have the, the link already on there when it comes out. But just in case, I'll make sure to update it and make sure that it that it's on there when, when you're live already. Great. I mean, that, that's brilliant. It's almost like we've planned this. Like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, planning. Uh, but yeah, good. Like, like launch day is always like a, a crazy day. So it, this kind of stuff really does help. Uh, and yeah, I do appreciate it. So we can, uh, am I forgetting anything where we, we need to talk about anything else about, about this, any more inspirations, anything like that? I, I think we're pretty, pretty covered. Like, I think, yeah, but I think it will help what like people hearing this and then they can actually go see it. You know, it's all, all there for people to get their eyeballs on it. So yeah, all good. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and leave it there for this episode. Remember to tune in next week for the movie review that Linda's going to be joining us for. So thank you very, very much for joining us here on Nurse in the Crypt. We'll see you guys next week. It's your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. <laughs>